Hey, Jason. How are you? Doing good, Chris. How about you, man? Welcome back to the Leading and Serving Leading podcast. Leading and Serving. That's right, man. Yeah. We're um, yeah, we're cruising into our second year and right. enjoying the journey so far. Right. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's. I just can't believe it's gone by that fast, but also... It's yeah. now we're focused on the new year, which is super exciting. So yeah, totally. 100%. I'm excited about all the things that are coming and all the all the work that's getting done yeah. already. So, so we're not sitting alone today, are we? No, we're not. Who are you? Oh, I get to introduce myself. Yeah. Right. Tell us who you are. Who I'm, are you? I'm Zach. Hi, Kelly. Zach. Hi. Um <laughs> th- look, I don't I walked by the door yeah. while you guys were recording, and I was you both literally waved me in. I was right? literally reaching for the record button when you, when you walked by. Poked yeah, through, so I have through the no window. idea what's going on right now, but you're both That's acting good. like I do. Hey, so, like, I'm even welcome more... to the leading is serving podcast. Hey, welcome. You're, you're a rock you. star. We're just glad to have you. Hey, you know what? Anytime I can talk about leadership and serving, I'm all good for those things. <laughs> right? <laughs> literally sat down. I'm like, what are we talking about? You showed me a computer screen, and now I guess I'm ready and to we're roll. We're moving on. Let's yeah. right. do it. So, so just for all you listeners, if you haven't heard of Zach Kelly, he is one of our good friends, uh, yeah. one of my business partners, right? So we both do coaching through Giant Worldwide. Yes, sir. Um, we're with Exonimo Solutions. We're the ones that do the five voices and the peace index and the summits. Yeah, all that, fun all those stuff. good things. But uh, Zach is also the host of Salty Saints podcast. He is. I am. Which was the first podcast launched out of the studio here, yeah. right? Yeah. And you've been it's- going two and a half. Yeah, it's been yeah, yeah, two and yeah and a half you started years. in the summer, so you're going on two and a half years old. Isn't this how you do your podcast? You just kind of pull people in randomly, yeah, just like that. Some <laughs> honestly, sometimes, yeah, like yeah, right? you know, it's they, a little fun, it's, little it's never the goal, but you know, sometimes it is, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, give us a picture, tell us about Salty Saints. What are you, Salty Saints? Oh, yeah. okay, give us the, give us the <laughs> elevator pitch of why well, we should listen to Salty Saints. Well, this is like worlds collide here a little bit, it is, it you does. guys are like a business podcast, and I'm right. over here and I'm like a Christian theology and apologetics podcast, right? Right, um, so. That's cool. Uh, I don't know. We do faith stories. We talk to people from all different uh, walks of life, uh, different countries. Um, I just talked to a lady named Ivani Greppi who grew up uh, in South America for the better part of her life, and she gave us a pretty cool, uh, crazy, pretty crazy background. Uh, Hmm. That was here a while back. That was probably the last kind of... I don't know, a little more niche one we did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. We d- we try to dig into the nooks and crannies of, of the Bible and talk about some weird stuff, too, because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I like talking about the weird stuff. But you stuff. guys don't really shy away from some of the harder, <laughs> harder more odd topics, I try, guess. We try not to. Yeah. No, we try to do okay. it all. We just that's got picked awesome. up by Life Audio this year, too. Yeah, so that's, that's true. That's huge. true. Our numbers quadrupled overnight, so that was pretty sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. But, That's awesome. But now we have to like do like little commercials and stuff, and I feel like I'm like living in the 1950s sometimes. Like, oh, oh my phone's going off. I've broken oh, the cardinal sin you, of podcast. The professional <laughs> in podcaster. All fairness, I didn't know any of this was about to happen. You're cool. Right. You're cool. We'll let it slide. Right, right on. this Just one time. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's fair. But no, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, thanks We're, for giving uh, us. Thanks for. Bit. No thanks problem. for being willing to fly by the seat of your pants. Absolutely, right? that's my favorite place to fly. <laughs> So, so what are we talking about today? Well, um, we're going to talk about the core process. Okay. This is something okay. that Jack, Zach, Jack, your name's Zach, sorry. Zach. I'm Jason. You're Zach. Okay. So this is something that Zach and I use in our coaching mm-hmm. um, because, you know, part of the reason why why the founders of Giant created Giant was because 
they were doing all these big conferences. They were doing all these big things that were, you know, great at inspiration, mm-hmm. great at information. But if you've ever been to one of, you know, like um, I've, I've been to the Catalyst Conference, which is what they put on. That was one of their big brands that they did. You know, it's three days of just like drinking from a fire hose, right? right. You walk away with notes in a notebook, notes in your moleskin, right. notes in your phone, right. conversations rolling in your head. And three, four, five days after you get home, you're like, I don't remember any of it now. Yeah. Because <laughs> real life hits. Right. And it's intense. It is. It is. And so... They, you know, the reason they started looking at Giant in terms of leadership and how we make change, you know, in our leadership across the world is information, inspiration. It's great, right? Mm -hmm. We love it. It motivates, it moves us on, you know, toward the goal. But how do we truly change our actions? Where is the transformative power of what we're doing as leaders? Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you got notebooks full of information, but how are you transforming your actions? How are you transforming how you lead? So that you're you're truly making an impact on the road, right? Right. And so the core process is really one of the the, the key tools that we use of creating that transformation process. Okay. Okay. So it's it's talking about how do we take that information, that inspiration, and how do we put it into action? Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, there's a tool that we've talked about on the podcast a few times: the Know Yourself to Lead Yourself tool, mm-hmm. and um, you know. Uh, it's it's about understanding our tendencies as leaders, yeah, and what patterns and habits we create in our lives that create a reality around us, right? Mm-hmm. And so this core process helps us look at those tendencies and create change as we move forward. Nice, okay. okay. So core stands for four different things, right? Right, right. So Zach, why don't you why don't you tell us? Okay, fair what enough. Is, what does core stand for? Yeah, so it's uh, call it. Own it, respond, and execute. Right. And so it's kind of like the uh, pr- the due pro- the core process yeah. of making a change in your life. Uh, spotting a problem mm-hmm. is is kind of the big the big place, right? Like you look for that sore thumb, you look for that thing that that sticks up as bad in your life. And a good way to get to this uh, to find what that thing is is something like the peace index, where you can really like yeah. start to hone in on different areas of your life and say. Mm-hmm. You know, what's what's working, what's not. Mm-hmm. When you find what's not, how do we get rid of it and how do we turn it into something good? Right. Nice. Right. So call it is essentially what are the cold hard facts? Like, is it a problem? Is it a disturbance? Is it, you know, an opportunity, a barrier? You know, any of these things. What are the cold hard facts about what we're facing? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so this is an objective look at, at what you're trying to change. Okay. Okay. So you call it out. You know, I'm... Um, I'm trying to think of a scenario. My brain's not working fast enough, so we'll just just pretend we thought of one, right? Right. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, you could you could go as simple as a, as an action, or you could go as simple as a as a process. So, like, hey, like the um, the checks aren't being put into the transaction uh, on on the on the accounting side of things. Right. Right. So checks are not being, it, being deposited. So right. you're probably going to call it and say, hey, this right. is they're being deposited, but they're not being put into QuickBooks or something like right. that. You know, something we're we're X amount short in the in the checking account or right. yeah, it's in the checking account, but we don't have it in the accounting software, you know. So then we got to figure out who owns that process. Right. Right? Yeah. So who's doing that? And this is a personal process. This is not. I okay. mean, you can you can core process as a team or as, as an okay. organization, sure. But the 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 core of this, if we just keep using that word, right, right, is that this is about you as a leader. Okay. This is knowing yourself to lead yourself. So, what is your part in the process? Okay. And you know, what do you need to own? Not necessarily 
the blame you need to put on others. Okay. Because that's our number one tendency, right? Right. I mean, we want to blame others for our problems. Well, yeah. I think some leaders have a tendency to do that. I agree. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, we're all tempted to do that. I totally so, agree. So call it is just name the cold hard facts. Okay. Own it is what is your role in it. So you're making it from objective to subjective, right? Mm -hmm. So this is my part in it. Mm -hmm. This is how I contributed to the problem. And maybe it's passive, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's active. Okay. Right. So that's the know yourself part. You're 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 calling it out. You're owning it. Mm-hmm. And now, how do we move forward? How do we lead ourselves into better actions, better tendencies? Right. Right. So the R for respond is basically creating the action plan. Mm-hmm. Right. So here's where the checks <coughs> fall short. Here's where we didn't get it in the software. Whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Here's what's got to happen. Who's going to be in charge? Um, you know, who's going to be responsible for this and who's going to get it done? Nice. Who are the actually, you know, what are that? Do we need a better mechanism? Mm-hmm. You know, what's missing? What, what do we change? Right. Okay. Yeah. And then the execute is about um, setting some deadlines, setting some goals, set, basically creating a measurable mm. toward this. Because you can set an action plan and then set it off to the side of your desk, right? Right. And do you ever. Right. Just you know, not look at that yeah. piece of paper. But if it's a goal, if it's a, if there's a deadline to it, if there's some accountability to it, mm-hmm. of um, you know, like um, you know, the peace summit was a few a few weeks ago now, right? Right. And so Zach and I went through through a lot of this. Like, how do we how do we get tickets sold? How do we get the word out? How do we do this? How do we talk to businesses? How do we talk to leaders? And we would set action plans. Mm-hmm. And then I remember a couple of them. <laughs> it's like, hey, who's bringing the snacks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, did we say we we're gonna bring snacks? <coughs> yeah, we did. And then, like two hours, like, wait, who's getting the snacks? <laughs> right. Who got that action item? <laughs> right. And so you got to set up that accountability. You got to mm-hmm. set up the deadline, the goal of this is what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Totally. And so you're really kind of looking at the problem that you're facing as going, what is my, what is my learning opportunity? Mm-hmm. And not just information, not just oh, I could be better at this, but how can I change? I like it. Yeah. And so curious, Zach, for you, how how do you see how do you see this taking shape in the lives of leaders where they don't do that execute piece? Well, it all falls apart. I mean, so we rise and fall to our systems, right? Mm-hmm. And so you you can if you've got the best system in the world, well, now you've got something to adhere to and that's kind of the respond sector right is like Mm -hmm. setting up that here's what we're going to do execute being the like the finer details of here's exactly how that's going to happen right and doing it right that's the other part um but if you have no system if you have no framework you're gonna fall short and so i i guess i look at the cor as holding the e responsible say that again I, Flesh that out. I, I think the call it, own it, and respond. Okay. Once you've set those things up, you've kind of built a skeleton. Mm-hmm. You've built. You, you've now got a, a reason why you need to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. You've now got an identity as the person that isn't doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Now you've got a plan on what you need to do, and so now you got three things beating down your door, going, "When you gonna do it?" When you gonna do it? When you gonna do it? You know right. what I mean. So if right. you can make it as far as respond, <laughs> you've set yourself up to probably get this done, or at least more than likely get right. this done, right? right. Because 
you put yourself in a position where you're going to feel even worse if you don't know. Right. Which is good. I'm, I'm yeah. cool with like just totally guilting people into making their lives better. That's fine. Like, right. that's, that's good stuff. Like, right. Why right. not? Why not? On their own accord. Right. Exactly. Because it's like, well, I didn't put the guilt on you. Well, like, dude, so you, I was, yeah. You, you called it out for what it was. Like, I didn't do that. You you went through that process. 100%. I was, I was looking at this and I was going, how do I, how did I do this in my like life this week? And I was like, well, I feel like I'm getting pretty doughy around the midsection, you know? And then I'm mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, nah, I definitely am doughy around the midsection. <laughs> you know? I feel like that's the call it on it. You know, yeah. then the respond was, I signed up for Noom, a wonderful little tool, you know? Right. And now right. it's like, so you gonna do Noom, <laughs> right? <laughs> like that's the thing. And so it's like, am I gonna meal prep? Am I going to weigh myself every day? Am I going to eat better? Am I gonna go out and make sure I get in my steps for the day? Exactly. And I'm exercising. That's the execute. Um, but I, I've got those other things kind of holding me mm-hmm. responsible now. So yeah. good call. So if you're, li- did you did you just catch right there that Zach just paired the core process with his peace index? He went to the physical health side. Yep. The bubble of his peace index said, here's something I need to make a change of, um, you know, and here's my execute. Here's my respond, my action plan and my execute. So he's Very pulling nice. the core well, process and, and for, and into for the making the change. We, nice we did, Jason and I did the peace index yesterday with our <coughs> team. Yeah. And um, I came up way low on personal health, which I always do. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to do something about it, you know. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, like I, I, I had a salad yesterday instead of delicious delicious chicken tenders like Jason did. Yeah, <laughs> I had buffalo wings. That's awesome. So I felt guilty. Yeah, don't feel, <laughs> don't feel guilty. Don't feel guilty. I, I was just trading up, right? There you that go. Was a, that was the way idea. to trade up. And, so, right. and that's another thing here. Executing is all about trading up. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. So bottom line, a uh, you know, healthy leader, a great leader um, is, is one who is self-aware. Mm-hmm. who is understanding their actions, understanding their tendencies, and making those tweaks, making those trade-ups in our actions to become um, just better leaders across the board. And you can use the same four, you know, uh, call it, own it, respond, and execute. You can use the same four as an organization, as a team. Um, you know, um, I think a helpful tool, um, and you're just going to have to Google this because we won't jump into it, is the, uh, the RACI, um, the RACI matrix mm-hmm. of who is, you know, here's, Here's where we respond. You know, we've got our action plan. So R is who is responsible for it. A is who is accountable for it or authority for it. Um, C is who do we need to consult. And I is who do we need to inform. And so it helps you with your communication plan throughout the organization and who's in charge of each action step and that accountability and deadlines and goals. And Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty cool tool. So cool. R-A-C-I. Okay. Yeah. Go check it out. I was going to say, I might have to come back and revisit that one. We have a little more time. Yeah. Yeah. So, Zach, thanks for uh, letting us yeah, pull you for, in, man. No problem. Thanks for, so, thanks for glad, ambushing me. I'm glad you had absolutely nothing going on this morning. Right. Yeah. You probably had no to-dos on your – nothing to execute. Nothing. I'm the least busy guy alive, so yeah, right, right on. But thank you, though. It was yeah. fun. And yeah. I, I was, and like, talking into a microphone and that's right. rambling. So that's right. <laughs> thank yeah. you to all your listeners for putting up with me. But that's it's right. It's been good. That's right. Yeah. So, so today we're going to um, introduce, nor we're going to, we got an interview. We have, we have a planned interview. Yeah, we actually do have an interview, <laughs> a legit interview um, with Keith yeah. Howard, who no, owns. Zach was legit. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, you're legit. It was it's just okay. spontaneous. I, I don't legit. have to be legit. It's all right. You're you're spontaneously legit for the intro. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> all right. So who did we invite in for a, a uh, scheduled so interview? We did invite Keith Howard in for there we go. who's the owner of the Guys in the Ties Carpet Cleaning. So right on. He is a new, newer owner. Um, and super excited to talk chat with him and get some insight into his world. And I, I don't know a lot about the carpet cleaning industry. So right. I'm looking forward to chatting with him. Absolutely. Sounds so. good. Let's make the jump up. All right. Well, Keith, welcome. Yeah, Keith. How you doing, man? Morning. Pretty good. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks Tell us. Pretty invite. Hey, man, we're glad you showed up this morning. And maybe we should even give a, a fair warning to our listeners that uh, there might be a high sarcasm alert right. in this episode. So we, We've been horsing around even before we hit play. Yeah, so <laughs> so tell us, in all seriousness, tell us about your journey. Tell us about your background, how you kind of got to where you're at today. Oh, that's a long story, but I'll make it short. Um, I think it was 99. Uh, friend of, actually, I was driving a semi. A friend of mine uh, did carpet cleaning for a company here local. And he always needed help on the weekend, so I started helping him. Uh, about a year into it, he decided to move to Florida to work for Firewater, get more into restoration. So I got tired of being on the road, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it was hard to get a local job, so long story short. So then I started doing carpet cleaning, interviewed at the company that he was at, okay. got the job. Next thing you know, I'm 13 years in doing it. No way. <laughs> um yeah, it was thir- 13, 14 years uh, for Edward Rose of Indiana. So then um, they started doing a lot of changes. So mm-hmm. I was like, because I was an in-house carpet cleaner for this company. So they okay. own multiple par- apartment complexes. So I got kind of scared. I was like, eh, I don't want to be shifted out. They did a lot of shifting mm-hmm. before the economy yeah. started doing crazy stuff. So I got out of it for a year. Sold mattresses for a year, missed it, got back into it, been doing it ever since. Okay. So um, I've only worked for three companies here local and decided, mm, time to do it on your own. Really? Yep. Huh. So um, have you all, like, so we know that you own the business. You're, you you actually own two businesses right now. Is that accurate? Correct. S- okay. S&K Cutting Edge, Guys in the Ties. Okay. So tell us, like, how... During that journey, what made you decide to think that, hey, I, I think I need to do this on my own, like without without anybody else, because it's it's a step going from, I have a consistent income and to a, a business entrepreneurial role of owning the business and managing all the money and all that fun stuff. Right. It it's a scary. You know, years ago, my mom even asked me, hey, why don't you go out on your own? You've been doing it over ten years. Mm-hmm. Well, in this field, it's easy to say that it's kind of cutthroat. Mm-hmm. So you got to kind of watch if you can really, you can do it. I knew I can do it, but financially, mm-hmm. I was kind of scared to do it. Right. Yeah. Um, working for the company that I used to work for, but I'm not going to name that company. I started seeing things. I was like, I can't be involved with, you know, the shady stuff that's going on here. Mm-hmm. So I had two choices, switch careers or go ahead and go out on my own. So Yeah. Um, so that's what I did. Nice. Nice. Love it. So <laughs> that, let me just ask you, like for that time frame, like for most, a lot of entrepreneurs we talk to, um, we we find that it, it is a hurdle. There's a hurdle there that you have to, 
like you you were saying, it's kind of scary. It's kind of that whole pulling the trigger. What what got you over that hurdle? Just because you wanted to do things different, or is it what what made you decide that that hurdle was would be worth it? Seeing how <laughs> the other business was ran and mm-hmm. what they stood for, mm-hmm. um, their ethics basically. So if I I had one choice, I had two choices: either stay um, and just stay there or go out on my own. Um, seeing what some of the stuff that they did, I was like, I can't. Ethically, it's just, I, yeah, it's I, just more I can't go home. That. You know that old saying, hope you sleep better at night? Yeah. yeah. Wasn't going to happen. Okay. So that's when I decided, you know what, it's time to go out. Get out, do it, just do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not really that hard. The whole thing is, and you, you know, you got to have confidence in yourself too. And I, I had that confidence, but the financial part is the scary part, especially the way yeah. – you know the way it is now so right yeah we've yeah. definitely went through some hiccups in in this time so it's definitely a lot but, of hills to yeah. climb right right <laughs> up and down back so i'm curious you mentioned you saw some things going on in that in that company that you were like no i can't i can't be a part of this so mm-hmm. in establishing your own work um, what are some of the values or things that that you hold on to like this is going to define who I am in my business and how I deal with customers. What are some of those things that just are, are close to your heart in that? Uh, the main thing is do what you say you're going to do for a customer. Okay? okay. So you get out there, you start cleaning. You know, you can take so many shortcuts in cleaning carpet. Really? You can't. And the customer won't know it. But is it mm. ethical? No. No. So right. it, it, I, look, I try to look at everything I do for every customer. If I was paying a guy to do this job, this is how I would want it done. Same mm-hmm. with my lawn care. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Now, not everybody's going to do that, but that's just me. Right, right. Um, the more you, the more customers you make happy, obviously, the more you're going to keep. Now, there is that one in 100 that right. you're not, but <laughs> that, right. it is what it is. I'll right. take the other 99. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so, um, and you know, just treating customers like they need to be treated and doing the job like it's supposed to be done. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, like, I mean, I don't know carpets, so, but I also know that I know you're a passionate guy about, about carpets and you know your trade very well. Um, cause I've been able to see you at work too. So like these kind of things, like it's interesting that you've been through where you've seen them not where you can cut corners, but you don't like, are those things, do you think that, um, many carpet cleaning companies oftentimes do? Or do you think it just happened to be the one company that you were working for at one it's, time? It's throughout the board because when I worked for the other company, I was the operations manager, so I hired and fired guys. Okay. Um, the first five or six years, well, I, let me start over a little bit. First six years, I was just a tech. The last the last seven with them, I was operations manager. Okay. First two or three, hired, and you know everybody's always looking for experienced people. It's mm-hmm. easier. It is. Right. Mm-hmm. But they come with a little bit of a downfall. <laughs> right. They're stuck in that way that the other company ran. Right. Or they're stuck in their own ways. It's like a two-year-old once they reach 16, good luck on changing them. Right. So when I started um, doing a lot of hiring, I decided, you know, I'm going to try to hire guys with more experience. It was a nightmare. Really? Yes. It's a nightmare. So other companies doing it, I'm going to say yes. Okay. Mm. Hmm. And, you know, it's hard for an owner or operations manager or uh, the supervisor. They're not going to see everything. So right, it's right. just on the employee to do it the right way. Right, because it's definitely one of those trades that you'd, uh, you got to be motivated. You know, you got to be the, the person, the tech has to be motivated to get the job done right. Yep. 
because there's nobody there holding their hand, right? Because nine times no. out of ten, it's like one person. That a goes. lot of companies double up. The company I work for, <coughs> you went out on your own, so you got paid a percentage of the net sales that day. So if you put okay. two people in a truck, for instance, it was 30% of that, so 30 and 35, mm-hmm. 35 after hours. You put two people in a truck, bring it down to 15, they're not going to make any money. Right. Hmm. That's really hard. So that's why it was um, one person in, one, one person by themselves. But that person just needs to know, you know, what I used to tell these guys is you cut corners, but now you got to go back for free. Right. Because you right. can't go back and charge them for something you didn't do. Right. And they'd <laughs> moan and get upset about it. It is what it is. Right. Yeah. So I always looked at it, do it right the first time. If you got to go back, at least you know you did it right. Right. Because we're mm-hmm. not, none of us are perfect. Right. There's always, sometimes. Mm-hmm. There's always that time, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when, you mentioned that you were driving a truck mm-hmm. uh, prior to all this, right? And, you know, and now you've got this passion for, you know, getting the job done right in terms of carpet cleaning and stuff like that. What, what along the way just kind of, you know, jumped in your mind like, no, this is what I want to do. Forget truck driving. <laughs> like, why, why this? Where, where, why did this start? <laughs> this is going to sound crazy, but I, I used to play, I wish I still did, I used to play racquetball like three or four times a week. So I was always huh. physical. Cleaning carpets is a physical thing. So it's easy, it was, to me, it was like, oh, I can keep in shape doing this. And I don't know, I just ended up liking it. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. the most part of it, when you're driving a truck, you're out there by yourself. Right? Yeah. So you're kind of like your own boss. Well, this position here is almost the same thing. So, but the difference is, instead of being in an office building, you're out in the world. Right. Until where we're mm-hmm. going to go through now, and winter's here. That's the worst part of it. But I think that's what kind of really drove me toward, towards it. Right. <laughs> okay. What's some of the craziest things you've seen? <laughs> Am I allowed to say? <laughs> Just maybe change the names. Uh, you know? <laughs> as in cleaning? Like, like whether it's going into a home or... Something you've seen in the business practices? Yeah, I've seen I've seen a lot, especially occupied. I've seen some occupied. You knock on the doors. I hate doing occupied, by the way, because half of them don't answer the door. But De- anyway, define that for yeah, a minute. Def- yeah. Yeah. Occupied uh, an apartment or a house that's actually lived in, not so, a vacant okay. house. Okay. Yeah. So more like a, a tenant situation. A tenant situation. Okay. Um, they're either there, don't answer the door, then you open the door and they're sitting there looking at you like. You just walked in my house and like, well, I've been knocking for ten minutes, but mm-hmm. I've answered. It. I've went through apartments where people were there laying there naked. Oh my goodness! Um, <laughs> laying there drunk. I cleaned millions of not millions, but a lot of apartments where you walk in and they're still there sleeping. I'm like, all this noise I'm making. I'm done and out the door, and they're still sleeping. I'm just like, wow, really? But the weirdest wow. one I did walk into a lady and her. Um, boyfriend i think it was her brother actually they were home well he was knocked out on the couch mm-hmm. she came to the door naked didn't even realize it was like ma'am you know you're naked she's like huh then she woke up was like oh and ran oh that that was the weirdest one i've ever had oh my goodness it's like she was sleepwalking or just I so out of know. it or... i think they had too much drink tonight too much to drink the night before so. oh my goodness because the, the brother was not waking up, and he was just knocked out. She said, just clean around him. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> just clean just, around him. <laughs> he's laying on the floor. I did. I, but And I was training a guy that day, actually. Oh, my goodness. And he looked said, do you normally run into this? I was like, no. No. I said, it's one in a million. And I said, and you will. It's about today just happened to be the million. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So you prefer unoccupied. 100%. <laughs> 
<laughs> you can get done faster with an occupied or a furnished house or furnished apartment, but right. you, you know. Um, and my guess is it's a little different when you're serving uh, a landlords versus an actual homeowner, right? Mm-hmm. Is that accurate? Yeah. Okay. What yep. would you say your percentage of business is for you know the that? Like, do you do a lot more um, customers with homes versus landlords, or is it just is it both? It's really both. Um, Guys and ties is more. I would say now nah, actually it's more. It's more residential. Okay. Um, I try to stay away from the apartments as much as can, from judging from the other job that I had. Uh-huh. Um, because it depends on, on your kind of your financial. Uh, residentials is a cash base. Okay. When, when you're done, you're paid. You're gone. Right. Right. Apartments, you got to bill them, and some of them don't pay on time. So you got to mm-hmm. have a nest nest sitting behind you to kind of cover that. Right. Mm-hmm. Going through that now, but right. it is what it is. But it's about seventy-five, twenty-five. Okay, okay. What's some of the biggest challenges you've had to overcome um, as you've moved into the role of ownership? Mm, really, not any. Because be be truthful. Oh, actually, there is a little bit because with with me owning now. So now I'm in charge of the books, the money, the mm-hmm. scheduling. It's not like operations manager of the office got the scheduling. I handle the guys. I get them out, get them, make sure they got everything they need. Now I have to do all of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's really not that bad, but the busier you get, the harder it gets. Right. Right. Because so you, you, you didn't start Guys and Ties from scratch. No. Right. Okay. So nope. you, you took over ownership <coughs> at one point. How, how big are the crews? Is it just you or? It is just me. Just you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. when it gets busier, yeah, yeah, it it gets busier, but it, I still get it done. It just takes up your weekend time. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Which I don't have a problem doing, but it, it, you know, but if we grow, then maybe there'll be an office person. Hey, hey, yeah, right. That's the key. Yeah. So. Okay. What do you think? Uh, one of the keys to growing into the future might be. Um, more advertisement and. Uh, and believe it or not, word of mouth is pretty strong. Mm-hmm. It, it actually is. But you got to keep in mind that's where it goes back to where I said service the customer and make sure they're happy because word of mouth can hurt you or help you. Mm-hmm. So I'd mm-hmm. rather it help me than hurt me. But um, my main goal next year is to get the residentials build up another at least 10 to 15%. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot more you can do in residentials between dryer vents, um, air ducts, mm. towel and grout, furniture. You know, you go in apartments, you're cleaning the carpet, boom, you're at the door. Uh, very rarely you get. You know, they want their clubhouse cleaned or something like that. But you'll make more right. money, more money in residentials. So, hmm. huh. what um, what do what do residential people need to know about carpet cleaning? Like, what what what's the aspect that homeowners overlook so often that you're like, man. <laughs> yeah, because this is something that, like, I mean, I, I haven't researched hard on, but, like, it's, like, there's only, it seems like there's a minimal amount of companies that do this anyway. So it's like, mm-hmm. what? how do you know what's good from bad, and how do you know what to look for? I think the nowadays a lot of people go by um, not word, well, word of mouth and, the, you know, Google. Google's the main thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they look at reviews. Reviews. Yep. I've never been a big review guy because reviews can be good, but they can also be bad. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, yep. the guy that put a bad review about this company might have been pe- He's you know, had a mad bad day. that day and was like, right. well, I'm just going to take it out on them. 
and mm-hmm. that right. tech might have done a good job. Right. You know, you never know. But um, what was your question again? I got off base. <laughs> I think it was Chris. I think he. I think he added the Sorry. second question. Yeah, on. go ahead. Go. <laughs> I, I threw it off. No, <laughs> like uh, for the homeowner, what do they need to be thinking about? Like, what do what do they miss along the way in terms of uh, carpet cleaning? What like what what would make your job easier? <laughs> vacuuming. Vacuuming. Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot of companies, um, Stanley Steamer, they vacuum before they they clean. There's a lot of companies that do pre vacuum, and when you go to school and you're taught it, you do need to pre vac before you clean carpet. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a given anyway. But a lot of companies will not do that because the system you <clears> use as a vac and it vacs the water. Well, it's not designed. The wine's not designed to pick up a lot of trash and stuff like that anyway. Right. And having your stuff moved and ready, that's the big, big, big key. Like mm-hmm. furniture or furniture. like the small stuff? The small stuff. If you want wall-to-wall cleaning, then you got to have a system. I walk in a lot of residentials where, yeah, I want to clean everything, so we're going to move this here. I'm going to have you clean here, and then I'm going to move this over here. Well, you're putting stuff back on wet carpet. Mm. Yeah. That now, means. they say, okay, fine. The tech is responsible for tabbing it, putting tabs under the legs and stuff, but... Nine times out of ten, half the time, they don't want that done. They just want to clean the whole room. Mm. I did mm. one last week, for example. These people just moved in this home. Had stuff everywhere. They're laying a floor. Um, the painters are there. Oh, my goodness. Who else was there? The cleaners, the painters, the floor guy. Somebody was doing something in the line, too. I'm like, why would you schedule <laughs> carpet cleaning through all this, you say, well, we just moved in, we closed, and we're in a hurry, we're trying to go to vacation. Okay. All right. So you want me to clean your carpets? Should we wait? Yeah, I would. Right. So uh, I think the biggest downfall, what some customers don't realize, you got to give, <laughs> it's just like if you get a cut on your finger, it's got to have time to heal. Mm-hmm. Your carpet's really got to have time to dry. Right. Now ask you, how long before it's dry? I tell them four to 10 hours. Technically, it's not dry for 24. I don't care what anybody says. The top's dry in 4 to 10, mm-hmm. but the bottom's not. So you start putting furniture on it. It's heavy. Mm-hmm. You're pushing into the pad. The water's going to start coming up the top. It needs to dry and cure as much as it can without you walking on it. Mm-hmm. Huh. And no black socks. I don't know what it is with people after they have carpet clean, they want to put socks on, put white socks on, or walk with no, no shoes. <laughs> really? Yeah. I've seen it. I've, I was cleaning once, and especially Berber. Berber's notorious for it. You'll clean it, and a guy, one of the customers, started walking across to get his checkbook with black socks on, and I seen it. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> it's the first time I ever seen it. So ever since then, I tell people no black socks. So what does it do? It just the like, dye, I guess the the, the water, dye the comes dye was the coming, socks? and it could have been. Now it wasn't completely black, but I could see a little bit. It's oh, like wow. it's like a kid smudges. came in from yeah smudges outside oh, from man. in the mud. Oh, my I was goodness. like. But I had seen it. Berber's notorious for it. I don't know what it is with Berber carpet. It's just notorious for tracking stuff up. Wow. I didn't know that. And even my shoes. I've walked in. We should be wearing foot covers anyway, but a lot of times I don't. And I walked in and then go back in to collect payment and step on it and look and like, seriously, Berber attracts dirt instantly. I don't know why. Hmm. Maybe it's the way it's made, I guess. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. interesting. Good to know. All right. You got Berber in your house? I think I do. Yep. Keep your shoes off. Uh, right. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll wear white socks, too. <laughs> no kids, no dogs, no, no animals. Yeah. Just All the kids stay out of this room. Just put police tape across, like nobody in her. Crime scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Oh, man. 
so if you were to do all this over again, so you were to, you know, kind of, I mean, if you go back the 13 years, right, mm -hmm. to where you first got in carpet cleaning, anything you'd do differently um, based on the experience that you've gained today? I probably would have, I probably would have started trying to own earlier okay. a while ago because the economy now it's harder to do that. And it was a lot easier back then, so mm. I probably would have. But I don't look at it now. I just straight line to go forward. So, mm. gotcha, gotcha. So, what are the, some of the new services that you're thinking about adding as you grow um, for your business? Um, the main ones are duct cleaning. Okay, tell us. And I'm not super familiar with that, so could you explain exactly what that is and what, what you're doing? So your air duct cleaning um, involves cleaning out all the vents, uh, cleaning the plenum, cleaning the um, return airs. And a lot of homes nowadays have um, more than one return air. They're high-efficiency return airs. Right. All of it needs to be cleaned out. Okay. Um, whether it's in the ceiling or, or in the floor. And what does that look like? I mean, when you say cleaned out, what does that mean? Actual cleaned. I mean, so Brandon, there's there's a, there's a multiple different systems out there. Um, the vac system ran with a brush that obviously is the be the, the best because you're doing a two stage. Uh -huh. um, you're creating negative air actually instead of positive air. Okay. So your vac would be hooked to the plenum, uh -huh. and then your brush you would brush through, and you can do a three stage if you really if it's really really bad. They make a system that's got a vac, and the actual. Um, brushes in the middle of it mm -hmm. and it it hooks to the van or they have one that comes in a little briefcase it's got a motor they've got all kind of different mm. ones but um your key the, the key to it is to create a negative air get everything pushed back to the plenum down into that machine that you have hooked to it okay. normally your furnace your air conditioner whatever is pushing out right you need mm -hmm. it to go backwards into this unit so you have to do a cut in Okay. You hook to it. There's this big machine that creates a bunch of CFM, sucks it backwards, and you're using a brush to push it. Okay. What you can't push, the, the vac hose, if you have that system, is sucking it that way, too. So that's a three-stage. Okay. Single mm -hmm. stage is just doing a brush. It's better than nothing, but not the best. <coughs> okay. And which service is it that you're leaning towards? The two-stage. that you're doing the two-stage? Yeah, two okay. Stage. And so this is not, like, I know that there's some people out there that actually, like, take what is like a Menards version uh, mm -hmm. like brush that you connect mm -hmm. to a drill. This is not that because no. this is this is actual machine where you have negative they, air pressure. Yes and no. They do have two different ones. You long as you have an actual um, I forget the name. A bait system for instance. It's a machine it's about four foot tall. It's just a big old blower in it. It's got a 14 inch um, back for commercial, and then it's got an 8-inch. You hook that to the plenum, mm -hmm. turn it on, and it creates twice the negative air. A lot of CFM, I can't tell you exactly what's, but right. 15 times what your unit puts out wow. okay. backwards, and you're pushing everything to it. So mm. you can use a brush once it hooked to the drill, as right. long as you got that negative air Right, going. so right. The, it's, right. it's about the bigger part of the machine yep. that's part of that as yeah. well. So just sticking a brush down there is not going to do it. Now, you, I mean, yeah, you'll knock it down and put it where. Where's it going to go? Right, it's going to stay in somewhere yeah. different. Okay. And uh, don't, don't get me wrong, air duct cleaning is great, and there's no service out There's not one company out there that can get everything out. There's no way. Right. But mm -hmm. you can minimize and get a lot out. Now, the benefits is for allergies. If you allergies. have pets. If you have pets, that's a, you know it's a given. Um, if there was a smoker in this house beforehand, you can have have your air ducts uh, fog, thermal fog for smoke. It's called tobacco attack. It attacks the nicotine that's inside there. Mm -hmm. Dust uh -huh. mites. 
So and that's something set. that you do as well? Yeah, you can do all that. Okay. And I tell yeah. customers, if you're going to get it cleaned and just do it, I'll get it sanitized and get it, just get the whole works. And so I'm completely, like I said, I was new to the whole duct cleaning thing. Is that something that you do regularly, like you should do regularly? Or do you recommend, like, how they often do you? say once a year. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, that's not true. You don't need to do it for every five years. Depends on where you live. For instance, if you just had a house built, yeah. I had a lot of customers in my previous employer that would have their air ducts clean in the house had just been built. Okay. I was like, why? Well, then I got to thinking, okay, I get it. You're in a construction neighborhood, all the dust, your car, mm-hmm. you can't even keep your car clean. So what makes you think your house is getting clean? Oh, yeah. And it's usually, right, right. A, yep, it's usually a person that has bad, bad allergies. Yep, mm-hmm. that totally makes sense. Yeah, so hmm. um, it doesn't hurt to do every year, especially mm-hmm. if you have um, COPD, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, bad allergies, especially asthma. <laughs> I get a lot of at. Why are you laughing? You got bad allergies. My, yeah, my nose is already itching just thinking about it. I'm like, crud. When are you coming over this afternoon? <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. I would say probably about before is probably maybe twenty to thirty percent of the people had their air ducts clean was because they had pets and their kids had allergies mm. or kids had asthma. Sorry. Asthma. Okay. But yeah. that that all plays yeah. into that mix. It plays in. Yeah. It helps. It's not 100 proof, but it, it's just like if you don't take your allergy medicine that day, you're going to feel it after it's gone out of your system in 24 hours. So right. it's a preventative. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a preventative. But right. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, as a dad with multiple kids, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about all the instances in the past. Well, my son's what 24, 24 years, where um, he he thought it'd be fun to you know take the bottle of baby powder. And it, w- it, down. it went down the floor <laughs> register, and then the fan came on, and then the room was covered, right? right. <laughs> oh, my god! smelled gosh. good, though, didn't it? <laughs> oh, no, that's too much, too much. Um, and, the, you know, then the, the time that uh, I'm pretty sure it was M&M's or Skittles oh, wow. went down the floor, because it sounded cool, right? Right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's too funny. Or um, uh, I remember when uh, the kids were young, and I, I don't know what movie we watched or what, but it was like... You know, the crime scene mm-hmm. where they draw the little chalk outline. It was yeah. probably like, I think they did it in like Roger Rabbit or, you know, all these yes. different <laughs> cartoons, totally right? Yep. Yeah. And so um, we come home one day and we see a crime scene in our living room. And uh, my son had drawn a Sharpie line around my daughter when they were just goofing around playing. Oh, my <laughs> on goodness. On the carpet. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> So we, uh, we had a carpet cleaner in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't come out because it was fully because it was Sharpie. So we just artfully arrange the the furniture. No way. Yeah. That's uh, you, you can get it out. <laughs> it might say permanent, but it'll come out. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm thinking, man, you, you provide a great service to uh, right? <laughs> parents. Well, and I, I, it's funny you should bring up your kids because I was just thinking, I was like, man, with as many kids that go in and out of our house, like I'm sure our ducks are dirty. I'm sure. How's your house? Uh, 88, I think. Uh, so You never had it done? Never. Yeah. Well, I just purchased this house three years ago, four, five years ago. Okay, for so. customers like you that don't know if their ducts has been clean, now this yeah. is if it was done properly. Go down, look at your unit, and see if there's a cut in. If there's a cut in, somebody's been in there and it's been done. Okay. Hmm. If it was done and if, right. And if you're, if like, I, I'm asking because I don't know, like if my air filter is regularly pretty dirty, like is mm-hmm. that a good, like should I be like, ah, oh, I probably ought to have these cleaned out so maybe it, not really. That's not a That's telltale more about sign. The That's air. more of how you're living, okay. how you're daily, you know, your daily living. Okay. okay. If right. you're a per- put it this way, if you're a person and in the summertime, if it's cool enough for you outside or even warm, whichever, 
you have your windows open a lot, yeah, you're gonna need your air ducts clean. Okay, guarantee because mm. some of that dust just yep. rolls in naturally. Just, it is just it is what it is, and even if you have, even if you don't, you're gonna need them clean. Okay, mm. and one telltale sign to find to kind of help you know if you really need it done and you're not sure um, around the edges in your home if you start to see a turning black it's filtration that's a clue sign right there okay I need to get my air ducts clean oh like around your baseboard yep so around your baseboard starting okay. to pull that air in through yep. the yeah because some of the older homes the ducts duct work was oftentimes in the walls mm -hmm. like they didn't actually have duct work yep. for it like they just had it run through in between the studs yep Oh, and wow. so I see a lot of houses, the older houses like that, for the return air. It's not a true return air. It's just right. a, a wall cavity. Right. I hate cleaning those. The house the breathes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. Well, huh. and it's just it, it's trying to breathe. I was going to say, it's probably trying to pull that air. And with yep. that junk that's already in there, it's kind of closed off some of that space. Mm -hmm. Right? Especially a person that keeps, like, you have pets and you always keep, <coughs> you go to work, you keep your office door closed. Over time, that is the first room that's going to show it. Oh, that's interesting. Yep. I don't know what know. it is because that door shut. It, I guess it cuts down on the airflow. Okay. I've seen it a lot, a lot, and it's like, you keep this door closed, they're like, how would you know? It's like, I can tell because that's a lot blacker than the rest of it. Right. It's just one mm. of those things, if you've been doing it a while, you kind of know, you don't know a few tricks. And right. Right. What's going right. on. Wow. But so get your air ducts clean. Right. Can't hurt. There you go. Well, there thanks for joining us today, Keith. Yeah. How, how if we're somebody's listening and wants to reach out to you, What's the best way they can get a hold of you? Uh, cell phone. Cell phone. And what's, Our company, company cell phone. Yeah, what's what's the number? 317-494-0086. And yes, I had to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you do have, do you have a website too? Yes. Okay. So yeah. just in case. We're, we'll we're on Facebook. Um, guys in Ties on Facebook. Guys in ties. Um, so we really don't have a website actually. I guess it's just uh, Guys in the Ties. Uh, but we will be getting one. Yeah. We'll, we'll be building one up. So. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we'll throw Facebook in the show notes. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, phone number. So if you need to get a hold of Keith, the guy in the tie. Right. And I, babe, there's people like now, he ain't got no tie on. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if you're watching, yeah. He's, got, he's, got, he's got a tie on. I get that, every. Yeah, truth in advertising, if you're just listening, um, it may not be a literal tie. It might just be a Right, right. Yeah. It's there. It's so. there. That's well, right. Thanks That's again right. for joining yeah, us thank today, you, man. Keith. Hey, it was, thanks it was for having me. Hang out with you. Yep. We'll catch you guys here in just a moment. All right, Chris. Well, thanks for bringing uh, Keith on the podcast. Yeah, I'm so That's glad cool. he was able to meet with us. You know, I just, um, I do appreciate people that in their in their trade or in their thing that you know it's good to it's great to see their passion about what they do yeah and like it, it almost like it ignites a fire in me because it's like they're so passionate about what they do and i just that's so keith like i just right, right. i love the fact that he's so passionate about what he does and trying to make sure that he's serving his customers to the best degree he can yeah it's easy to get behind a guy like that when he's right passionate but, about it and you know trying to live with integrity and right you know that's that's cool and the ethics that run like he's talking about like the ethics that he he runs his life by is just solid just, yeah you know is a great i'm super excited that he has taken on the potential you know the the ownership side of things because i yeah. he it sounds like you know he's been a tech he was a tech and then he was the Operations manager and, yeah. and it's like 
dude, that's the next step. Like, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna go all out, you might as well just go all out. So right. it's it's neat that he's been such through such a cool journey yeah. to be able to get him to the point now where he's at. Right. He's right. Yeah, managed. I like that he's he's walked the road for a number of years <clears throat> of learning what to do, what not to do. Right. That's gonna make his ownership journey hopefully smoother, right? Smoother, right, right. Everybody's leadership, you know, ownership journey is like super smooth, right? Right. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> right. Because that's what entrepreneurship is, right? Just that's a right. smooth journey ever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <coughs> well, yeah, and I'm you know, as a homeowner homeowner with kids and animals, I'm like Right. <sighs> Another thing to do for the house. Yes. Oh my gosh. I know. It's like the whole. Um, I mean, like carpet cleaning. That's not really been in in my realm of things. You know, mm-hmm. we. Um, it, neither has duck cleaning. Like I just those right. things. I just. I don't know why. I just. Right. I've never been. Well, and I've even got one of those little um, drill attachments. Oh yeah, for the dryer. Our, yeah, because our for our dryer vent. Because yeah, it, yeah. I mean, every it, once in a while you got to clean it out. It's a goofy run and right. when they built the house they didn't make it very well and yeah so it just causes problems and so right. i've actually got one of those little attachments <laughs> right but yeah i've not I'll, thought about using it elsewhere <laughs> yeah and you know, I'm like, honestly oh, okay. i i had one too and i didn't use it enough so i threw it out so <laughs> i was like uh, what do i need this for right you it's just like, call keith now right like so it just one yeah, of in things, the tie. yeah yeah one of those things that you don't even you don't think about some of this stuff so it's just i know that when we when we put in new carpets, when we purchased our house, we were told um, this was before I owned a general contracting business. But mm-hmm. like, we were told by then when the best way to keep our carpets at the best capacity was to have them cleaned every year. I know that, so that was that was what their standard what we were trying to do when we first got it. But mm-hmm. the more I learned, it's just oh, we probably ought to do maybe do that a little bit more because we do have a lot of people going in and out of our house. With right. Right. With teenagers running around. Yeah, so. absolutely. Live and learn. It was great to talk with him and yeah. great to get his wisdom on the it's whole situation. Good. So, yeah. Thanks again, Keith. Absolutely. Hey, and you guys, uh, like, subscribe, shoot us an email. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Go to leadingandserving.com and leave us a voicemail. voicemail. You don't even have to call us, you just click the little icon. Right? Isn't that cool? Do love that, but yeah, I mean, if uh, if you guys love uh, what we're doing here, um, you know, shoot us a review. Reviews are incredibly yes. valuable in the podcasting world, and um, yeah, and on the website you can you can donate. Um, you know, just buy us a cup of coffee to help uh, help keep the leading and serving podcast going. So, so appreciate you guys. Y'all are the greatest. Yep. Thanks for listening. Take care.